You're listening to Lab Notes, your weekly guide to science and innovation. Hello, I am Mark Anatpanos. And I'm Leo Stevens. So welcome to The Brief, where we cover two concepts from science and business. G'day, Mark. What have you got for us today? G'day, Leo. Today I want to talk about what are Australian Research Council Centres of Excellence. The Australian Research Council is one of Australia's main funding bodies for academic research. And its Centres of Excellence program hands out the largest single amounts of funding out of all its funding schemes. Centres of Excellence are large groups of researchers from multiple Australian and international universities that carry out research towards a common goal over a period of seven years. The funding period itself is unique amongst the Australian Research Council as most of the other funding schemes generally run over a much shorter period, like three years. So this means that when you're in an ARC Centre of Excellence, the groups of researchers, which can sometimes be as many as 100, have the potential to make real impact. The Centres of Excellence are awarded every three years, and in the last round, nine of these centres were successful, with a total amount of funding handed out being $750 million of which the ARC roughly provides half. The success rate isn't very, very low. It's below 10%, but winners are grinners, as funding for each centre is in the order of 80 million. So these are, very briefly, the key aspects of the Centres of Excellence. So what what does the leadership of a Centre of Excellence look like? Who's in charge and and how is the centre managed? So generally, the lead person from what is called the administrating organization assumes the directorship of the grant. So it's essentially the person that is the first named investigator on the grant application. There'll be a director, they will be supported by a chief operating officer, and then they also have an executive leadership group that will involve a deputy director, which is usually from a different university than the administrating university and then they have various different committees and groups that will look after things such as outreach training research then within each center there'll be different research themes and each of those themes will also be presented in the leadership group so these leaders they seem like they're mostly drawn from a pool of scientists uh, rather than a pool of professional managers is there any challenges with that or or do these teams undergo management training to, to kind of improve their organizational structuring you just hit on a very crucial point you know when we do our training and by that i mean honors degrees and phd degrees we get trained in doing research we do not get trained in writing grants and managing people yet when you progress through the careers and you eventually arrive at a lofty position that you can be a director of one of these centers you're not really trained in the management of people yet That is one of your biggest roles that you're going to have in this. Managing people, looking after the administrative processes, handling the budget. So, yes, they're they're not really trained for what they're meant to do. But that's not a criticism. That's just 
what happens in the world of academia. You know, we're not really trained for that. We learn these things as we go along, which is, again, not a bad thing because a lot of entrepreneurs will learn their business skills as they go along. Absolutely. And that's probably a good transition point. Shall we talk about our other topic? Yeah, today? what have you got, Leo? I'm talking about tech vouchers, which is a much smaller program, but nevertheless a government-run program designed to facilitate research and particularly the connections between research and industry. So Tech Vouchers is a program that is run by the New South Wales Department of Industry. It's open to small and medium enterprises with annual turnovers of less than $30 million. And as research funding goes, the program is very modest. A realistic scope of work to accomplish with that would simply be to tap into the expertise within university and get the input from a leading researcher on refining a product or system you've got in your business. So an example might be a food processor collaborating with a recycling researcher to find a better way to dispose of their waste, or perhaps a paint manufacturer working with a chemist to improve their formulations. But in each case, it's a kind of targeted piece of advice or a targeted system they're trying to improve. In some cases, the businesses will use tech vouchers as like a stepping stone or a trial period. They'll test the value of collaborating with an academic before committing to a more comprehensive grant like a CRC to keep the project going long term. And that, in essence, is the, the Tech Vouchers program. Fantastic. So you mentioned that Tech Vouchers are from the state of New South Wales and Australia. There are many more states in Australia, obviously, and there's also federal. Are there equivalents for other states and territories and at the federal level that function like Tech Vouchers? It's interesting that there are a lot of nuances between the states. Each state definitely does have industry support programs and academic linkage programs, but they're not necessarily equivalent to one another. Um, you couldn't just name a, a system from South Australia and say that is tech vouchers. They operate with different conditions. Certainly each state has their own programs, which will enable these kinds of links to develop. But as you rightly point out, Tech Vouchers is specific to New South Wales, both from New South Wales businesses and New South Wales uh, institutions, academic institutions. So am I correct in understanding that if I'm a New South Wales-based academic researcher, which I am, and a company from the state of Victoria approaches me, I have to say, no, no, sorry, can't help you? I believe so. I, I think they have to have a New South Wales-based subsidiary at the least. Um, to be able to engage the Tech Vouchers program. Wow. And obviously vice versa. You know, there could be a, a, a university based in the state of Victoria that wants to work with a New South Wales company. So there's it, which, me, which uh, leads to the part of the original question that I had. Is there a federal level for this? There's programs like Accelerating Commercialization, which is a federal program, and that provides funding for businesses trying to develop new products or services. That could conceivably include engaging with universities. And each individual university also sometimes has programs for this. Um, research commercialization offices at universities will help facilitate collaborations between industry and particular university institution. So if you connect with your preferred academic institution you'd like to work with and talk to their research commercialization office, you'll probably be able to be put onto the program that suits your needs and what they are able to access. So following on, because you mentioned the university commercialization unit, how is intellectual property dealt with? I mean, it's obviously done individual basis, but are there some general comments you could make? Yeah, I think almost all of these programs which are designed to facilitate 
uh, collaboration between existing businesses and universities, start with the assumption that the business is going to end up with the IP. It's different to when a researcher develops new IP on their own, in which case the university and the researcher have some claim over that IP. Generally, these programs that are designed to facilitate collaboration with the industry include the assumption that the business will end up with the IP ownership. And one very quick final question. How much involvement does the government have in these programs? Do they just hand out to money or is there any more oversight involved in this? I think with something as small as tech vouchers, there is very little oversight. Um, but by the time you get up to the larger programs like accelerating commercialization, you'll have a dedicated mentor who is a government employee or employed by one of their facilitating organizations and they will be managing the process quite directly. Great. Thanks, Leo. That's probably all we have time for in this episode of The Brief. Uh, catch you next week. See you next week.